You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that posts your photos and then totally just forgets to tag you. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is photographer Warren Blair of Pixel 35 Photography and Warren Blair Photography. Hiya, thanks for having me on. Hey, how are you doing today? Ah, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, keeping busy. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's all you can do. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So... Warren, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? So, yeah, I'm a photographer and I go under two headings of the businesses. Warren Blair Photography, which is my weddings and family oriented sort of stuff. And I go under Pixel 35 Photography for my more creative, shall we say, photography. My The ones that I want to sort of let my hair down and get out of my system. So it would be sort of like the more not safe for work, I would say. It would be more that sort of side of it. Right. And so what kind of, you said it's creative stuff. What kind of creative stuff would you do then? I I love horror photography. I've been doing quite a bit of it for possibly the last year. So there's the horror stuff. My last shoot was a 1920s flapper girl shoot in Belfast which was exciting, but it can be a range of things. Basically, it would be stuff that I wouldn't want to mix with my wedding and family oriented stuff because I would kind of put them off hiring me. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just can't be creative around the children. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you have to sort of rein yourself in a wee bit. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get into photography then? Oh, long story. <laughs> I'll give you the short version. No, no, go on. Go on. Give us all the juicy <laughs> details. <laughs> well, I'm about to show my age right now. So I'm, it was close to about 20 years ago. I sort of fell in with my best friend, who still is my best friend. And I was I was just sort of shooting with film cameras at the time. It's just really compact film cameras. And I didn't know anything about photography at the time. And I didn't know it was an art form or anything like that there. I met my friend and went to his house and I saw that he had photographs up and it was stuff that he had taken and printed out for himself. And I was like, hey, they're pretty cool. And the more I saw them, the more I thought, okay, this is something I wouldn't mind getting into. So again, I just started to buy photography magazines and play with my compact camera until I eventually upgraded to digital at the time was becoming all of the rage. So I think I was, I started out with my own wee two megapixel digital camera thinking I was the bee's knees. <laughs> and so I got my friend to show me the ropes of what makes a good photograph. And I just sort of took it from there. I knew that eventually I wanted to upgrade my camera, but I never seen it as a business up until about three years ago. It was 2016, the closer to four at the end of this year. So Yeah, up until 2016, I sort of seen it as just a hobby that I enjoyed doing. I eventually got better and better camera, better and better gear, and just sort of 
took it from there until one day I basically went and fed up working for other people and decided that I was going to make it into a business. And from there, that's where Warren Blair Photography came about. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's the case with a lot of creative people is that they just go, ah, I'm, I'm fed up being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to spread my wings and <laughs> <laughs> be creative and have fun. Exactly. Yeah. I just got to the point where it was like every job that I went to, there was only one job in the whole of my lifetime that I've enjoyed the most. And that was when I was working in the costume department for Game of Thrones. And I just hate it every other job that I've been in because it's it's either been retail or working in a cafe. So I just decided this is it. This is the time I need to go and get out on my own. Yeah, absolutely. And so then was the wedding and portraiture and stuff like that, was that more out of necessity, you know, that it would fund the creative stuff or was it just kind of something you wanted to do as well? It's at the start, I wasn't really looking at the wedding side of stuff because I had previously done a wedding for friends and I wasn't bigly impressed with how my photos came out because I wasn't working with the proper gear that I needed. And again, at the start of Warren Blair photography being put together, I was still working with what I just had in my hand at the time. So I was kind of doing odd jobs here and there that would sort of facilitate the creative side of it. And then I got more and more requests for people coming to me to do weddings. So I thought, right, okay, this is going to have to be something that I'm going to have to do to keep the business afloat. So then I just decided, okay, let's take on weddings. And it kind of went from there. Yeah, that's great. And it's I'd say it's hard work shooting a wedding as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you could be on your feet for 10, nearly 12 hours a day, just depending on the sort of photographs that they want. You could be there maybe just for the ceremony and the portraits afterwards, and then that could be you away. Or you could go to the other extreme of you're there right from the morning, from when the makeup artists and the hair stylists are doing their job, right through to the first dance. And possibly sometimes you can be after the first dance, they can ask you to stay on behind for the dances and stuff, you know, the fun part that they have. I don't get many requests for after the first dance, but I take it when I can get it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, like I would say it's big business, but like I was at a wedding last year and they had a photographer there and she was there like from the morning. She was there taking pictures of everyone getting ready. She's taking mm-hmm. pictures of the dress, everything like that, all the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> and she came down to the actual, you know, everybody meeting up at the venue. Took loads of pictures there, took pictures of the ceremony, took pictures of everybody after the ceremony, but, you know, kind of before the reception, kind of the in-between part. She Mm -hmm. did all the official wedding photos of the the bride and the bridesmaids and everything, then stayed on for the reception, took pictures of the reception. And I was just like, looking at this woman going, my God, I hope you at least get a sandwich or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much a typical wedding for me. So it is. Every wedding I've been to actually so far, I've been lucky enough that they've put on a dinner for me as well. So it's been pretty cool. I've sat among the guests as well, which is pretty cool because it it means then you get to know people and you get to network as well and things like that there. So one wedding might lead on to another if you're sitting beside, you know, wee Jimmy and his niece or nephew maybe in the next year or two is looking for a wedding photographer. You can kind of go, well, there's my card, you know. 
Yeah, that's it. And even you get people saying, oh yeah, get that guy who did such and such as wedding. He was really good. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I suppose then that's it's kind of give and take then you're putting in long hours but at the same time you're getting a lot out of it oh yeah yeah it's it's as much as you come home and you go I am knackered you're also coming home going that was a good day you know as well a lot of people seem to think that that's it with photography it's you've been there you've taken the photographs and that's the work done whereas when I go home I have to start backing up all the photos and then editing and things I got there you know so my work still sort of continues on so it's not just that one day <laughs> you know yeah yeah and actually this is something I've always wanted to ask a photographer because if you're doing mm -hmm. like a full day like that 12 hours you must have thousands of pictures yeah, I, I've i come home with a typical amount of maybe close to two and a half thousand photographs. And it's basically because I like to be able to give my customers a good range of photographs for them to pick from. And then it also means that you have the chance that I will set out, I have three different packages. So there's the bronze, silver and gold, and you have like a certain amount of images within that package but you also have the option to purchase extra photographs after that for a separate price so I like to be able to sort of give them a wide variety of images so that they can later on go oh we like that one but we like that one as well and we've went over a limit so let's get that one you know mm -hmm. so it means then they can also pay for extra ones if they need to yeah and then so if you have say 2000 images or close to 2000 how do you decide which ones to offer them i basically load them all into a program called lightroom by adobe basically i, I put them in there and i look through them all and make sure that they're all in focus making sure that you know uncle andy over the, the corner there is not closing his eyes and i'm taking a photograph of him or you know things like that there Basically, I just whittle them down to the ones that stand out to me the most and are best. Ones that I'm happy with, I would think, well, my client would be happy with those if I'm happy with them, hopefully. <laughs> I haven't had a problem yet with anybody coming to me and saying, I don't like those. So I think I've been pretty good so far. But yeah, I just I'll load them in the Lightroom, go through them. If there's any that's out of focus, I delete them straight away. Anybody where somebody looks drunk, that they're not supposed to be drunk at that moment in time, <laughs> you know, they get thrown in the bin and I just keep going down. And then before I even edit any photographs at all, I put them onto a website called Pixie Set, where the couple, I send them a link to the album and then they can go through from the comfort of their own home and pick their favorites. So whatever ones that they've picked as their favorite, I will edit for them. Yeah, that's brilliant. There's a photographer that I work with as well. He was on the show in the past, Day 23 Photography. He kind of oh, yes. does similar. So he'll, if we do a shoot together, he'll put the, all the pictures in a Dropbox. And mm -hmm. then he kind of, he lets me pick my favorites and then he picks his favorites. And then he kind of, between the two of us, that's what decides what ones he's going to edit then. And I just think that's a really cool idea. Like obviously with, mm -hmm. if it's a wedding, then it's totally the bride and groom's choice. But I, yeah, I think that's a really cool idea that you, you let them see and go, right, we want this, this and this rather than, you know, editing a bunch and sending them over. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, but what about that other picture? And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it also shows that before you even edit them, it shows where you can go from a photograph straight from the camera 
to going through the editing process to bring out all of the niceties that everybody sees. And it means then they can kind of go, okay, this guy knows his stuff. (laughs) Which is always good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is indeed. So then do you find it's quite different doing the creative stuff? Because that would be kind of more your own personal preference, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's the fun side of photography. So it is, it's a lot of that's making up fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, yeah. Oh, you can never have too much fake blood. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have come home from shoots just completely, like, looks like I was bathing in ketchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think one of the worst ones was my evil Alice in Wonderland shoot. And I basically had made up like three two litre bottles of water but made them with blood inside and I was just throwing it around everybody Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it it was it was just basically yeah it was it looked like a bit of a massacre (laughs) (laughs) and everybody's laughing and smiling at the end of course (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, we did a behind the scenes video for it as well, so we did. So it's able to be checked out on my YouTube channel. It's the same, it's Pixel 35 photography. So, I mean, it was basically a very good day, but it was a very wet day as well. We had decided to do it on that day because we could get everybody together. And then as soon as we went out into the forest, it just decided, no, it's going to rain. (laughs) It just was not playing ball, but we made it happen. (laughs) Yeah. Now that's that's something I always find with horror photographers as well is they always have to do it behind the scenes of like look everybody's okay we didn't murder anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it serves that purpose definitely, <laughs> but it it also serves for you know publicity as well and also it just kind of gives the public an insight into what actually goes into a photo shoot. You know, it's not just everybody turn up and I click a few buttons and that's it it's done you know there's a lot of preparation goes behind it you know not only from myself but also from the models as well I mean there's weeks and weeks of talking back and forward and preparation and getting stuff together oh yeah and like especially you know there's if you have to get makeup artists and then if people are building props or costumes Mm -hmm. like this could be months in the works exactly yeah definitely yeah Uh, So speaking of, you know, costumes and props and stuff, you do quite a bit of cosplay photography as well. Yeah, I kind of come from a cosplay background where I was in a cosplay. Well, I still am, but we haven't been able to do much with COVID anyway. The Emerald Garrison slash Heroes and Legends. And so I used to do quite a bit of cosplaying with them. And once the photography side of things started to come about, I kind of put the cosplay to the side in order to build the business up. But in the meantime, I was also being asked along to conventions to shoot them for the likes of Banterflix and different websites and things like that there. And I've made quite a lot of friends out of doing that as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually probably where you and I met would have been Comic-Con, right? Yes, I think it is actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was actually Facebook first. I think I maybe I saw some of the stuff that you did and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll add you. You'd be great for a photo shoot or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but not that it was just photo shoots. I mean, you look like a totally interesting person to you in general. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open that door. There's a whole lot of crazy in there. <laughs> 
I think there's a whole load of crazy and a lot of people. So, yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the best people, the most creative and interesting people are definitely absolutely bonkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Albert Einstein, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had the hair, though, you know, the cool hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. killed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone listening at home, where is the best place to keep up to date with you? Probably Facebook would be the best. So if you go onto Facebook and search for either Pixel 35 photography or Warren Blair photography, you can come across them pretty easily. Failing that, I'm also the same on Instagram and YouTube is also Pixel 35 photography. I haven't started a YouTube for Warren Blair photography yet, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that, see, that's the problem as well, is that you do so much, it becomes more work. Yeah, exactly. The YouTube for Warren Blair photography would be if I was to do like a, a bridal shoot as a, for myself and not to actually be paid for it. And if the model is happy enough doing it behind the scenes, that would be pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I think you could definitely get some people interested because your work is fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm totally not looking at it right now being like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so I'm just looking at it here. You do a lot of live music events as well. Yes, love doing the gigs. It's mostly rock and metal gigs that I'm into. It's just my personal preference of music. And to be able to shoot those gigs is fantastic. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, no, and the pictures are amazing. Like, seriously, everybody at home, check them out. Because <laughs> they're really, really good, and you're missing out if you don't look. <laughs> so anyone who is thinking about maybe starting up photography, what kind of advice could you give them? Basically, I would say don't. <laughs> don't? <It's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not a cheap hobby to get into. As you well know yourself with cosplay as stuff to get there, it's, again, it's not a cheap hobby to get into. Photography is even more expensive, depending on what you're wanting to do. But I suppose if you, if you are adamant to do it, I would say do a lot of sort of reading up on what sort of photography you want to get into, check out other people's work, and just sort of, you know, take it from there. Also, the biggest thing would be just take whatever camera you have at hand and get out there and start shooting. It's the best way to learn. Yeah, I would even I would even add to that. Find photographers that you like and ask them, like, don't be afraid to ask them questions. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I did exactly the same when I was first starting into it. I, I was lucky that I joined a lot of model and photography groups on Facebook and a lot of the ones that are in there are only more than happy to help give you advice and, you know, criticize your work should you need it or just be there to sort of go, yeah, well done, you know? Yeah. And that's something I found as well is that generally photographers are more than happy to help just because they want you to do well, you know, they want the industry to be elevated because it makes everybody look good. 
it's very rare that you actually find a photographer who's like, no, I'm not going to tell you, you got to figure it out for yourself. And if that is the case, you just, you go, okay, thank you very much. Leave them alone. Find someone else to bother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was very fortunate that I never really had anybody sort of go, no, I'm not helping you. But I also relied heavily on YouTube as well. It's a fantastic teacher. (laughs) It's basically anything you want to know about photography, just type it into YouTube and there's bound to be a video on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's something that photographer friends of mine would say as well. They're like, YouTube is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I've learned more from YouTube than reading the magazines and stuff that I did, but I've definitely learned more from actually going out there and playing with my camera to start with. It's basically, I'm that type of person where I learn by doing stuff. So I need to get out there and start playing with the camera. And if there's something that I don't understand, well then Google's very good and so is YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, practice, practice, practice yep, and exactly. learn as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's, just, it's the same with any art form really. Like don't be afraid, especially if it's digital photography, like you're not wasting paints or materials or anything. Mm-hmm. At, at the very most, you know, you're wasting electricity or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, digital is fantastic. I mean, it's it's come on leaps and bounds within the last 10, 15 years. You're not having to go out and buy films anymore to load into your cameras and things like that. You're using memory cards so you're, and you're able to see it on the screen straight away as well, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's not like those uh, those old disposable cameras where you had to wind them mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you take a picture and then you go get to, get it developed and you have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, and you and for the last couple of frames, you're just taking photographs of your pets and the back of your mum's head. And <laughs> oh, well, now, hang on a second now. There's nothing wrong with, it, with some good pet photos. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't look at my phone. <laughs> Just full of pictures of pets. <laughs> oh, mine's exactly the same with our three cats. I'm always taking photographs of them. Ah, but I'd say you get the really good, you know, the high def <laughs> pictures of cats. <laughs> you can see every whisker. <laughs> I don't, well, it depends on the camera. Not every photograph's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's because they move around. They They don't yeah. know... They don't know how to do photo shoots. They don't know, okay, no. sit still now. This is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They always said, don't work with pets or kids. And it's I can see where that comes from, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair now, I actually knew someone who she had, it was a pet photo studio. And her pictures were amazing. I was like, how do you do that? Because <laughs> they're dogs, you know, they're jumping around yeah. and everything. And it's they were just, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> Time, I... I bet you she said a lot of time and patience and treats treats yeah I, yeah I would say that well I I only learned that maybe a couple of years ago you know mm-hmm. to get the dog to look at the camera you hold up the treat just above yeah, it exactly <laughs> <laughs> but then of course if it's my dog she just jumps at the camera <laughs> <laughs> so before we go is there anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't touched on I think I'm all good actually I've nothing really in the works at the moment that I could advertise as such i think the whole the whole covid19 thing has kind of put a stop in the works to everything at the moment really not just 
photography, but everybody, I think. Yeah. I've kind of noticed that like a lot of the people that come on the show that we talk to, they'll say, you know, oh, I'm taking a break or I'm not updating my Instagram or I'm not really doing anything at the minute. And <laughs> like, I, I don't really blame them. I'm kind of the same. It's just, you know, yeah. keep yourself busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of been a double-edged sword where it's been hard to, put the camera down but it's also been nice to get a, a bit of a, a rest as well yeah know? I think everybody kind of needed a rest because we work in a in a society where it's very much gig economy and you're you're hustling all the time and you're networking mm -hmm. and then when the jobs do come in they usually come in all at once and you yeah. take all of them because <laughs> exactly. you don't know when you're going to get more <laughs> <laughs> and you don't sleep and you don't eat and you work you know, 12, 14 hour days, six days mm -hmm. in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, the bills need paid. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I hope everybody is, is taking the time to, to just rest, you know, because there, yeah. there was a huge movement for the first couple of months, I think it was, where everyone decided this is the time that you need to learn new skills and you need to mm -hmm. learn a language and an instrument and yeah. do all the stuff that you were putting off. And then people were just getting more burned out than yeah, normal. Ex exactly. I think they were putting far too much pressure on themselves to sort of go from one thing to the other. And it, I think, you know, just, I would see it more as like the Christmas holidays, just sit about and eat and watch TV and do things at your leisure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what day it is and I'm full of cheese. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's exactly me. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> so, Warren, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, honestly, thank you for taking the time. It's been great. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being on. <laughs> and everyone listening at home, Make sure you check out Warren's social media, check out Pixel 35 Photography and Warren Blair Photography and support Warren and, you know, by extension, support all of the models that he works with and everything because this is what we're all about, is supporting each other. If you enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to a Nerd To Know Media production.